Everybody is recording. It is the best and greatest thing in the world. The world is recording our voices for oh, all yes. eternity. Oh man, that's all a long eternity. Ass, that's a long ass time. Do we even have enough bandwidth for that kind of recording? Why, mm. of course. We always create more bandwidth as time continues, for it is eternal. Hello, strangers on the internet, diving down into the dark caverns of adventure. Welcome to a glimmering new episode of Now That's What I Call a Video Games Podcast. Today's episode, Now That's What I Call Roguelikes, where we will take a look at a beloved genre with a rich history of replayability, impossible odds, and snarky humor. My name is Drew Fasciano, and a fun fact about myself, if I were to go on a mythical quest, I would be sure to bring an extra life, so that when I died, I could come back and learn from my mistakes. How do you get said extra, like, life? Because when I read the question, when I read the question, I wasn't aware that, like, ex- an extra life was a possibility. I, I would it get was, it like... from a wise old man who has faith in me, Adam. What would you do? <laughs> I don't, I, well, this changes the context of the question, because, like... Well, why there, sonny? Let me, let me just... Here you go, sir. Here you go, have the extra life. Oh, well, why, old man? Trust me, old man, Zach, it. you're exactly who I was looking for. I'm going on a mythic quest, and I desire an extra life for myself. I just gave it to you. <laughs> old man, Zach, where did you get that other life, and how did oh, you I've make it? I've been storing extra lives for the last ten years. Ah, uh, see? See, Adam? Have you been killing other travelers, and this is where they're all going? <laughs> who knows? Mm. Certainly not I. <laughs> I have no idea. Not at all. Well, uh, okay, first, hi, my name is Adam. Uh, and fun fact about me, if I were going on a mythical quest, well, okay, I had an answer, but, like, now that we've changed the parameters a bit, I'm not, I'm unsure of mine. What was your, what was your original one? Just give me your original one. We're all, we're all living in our own fiction. We're all in our own fiction. Okay, so my original one was like, ugh, Fuck. My original one was like, hey, man, what if you had, like, uh, fuck, what, what anime was I watching? There were so many of the guys, like, I've been transported to this other world, but all I can bring with me is my smartphone that has, like, the full access to the internet. And it's like, oh, that's actually kind of smart, because now you have, like, a complete dictionary of, like, everything. It's like, damn, so, that'd be pretty are, helpful. Are you talking about RE0? Is that the anime you're talking no, about? No, no, that guy... No, it's some other new one. So your item would be useful so long as you actually have Wi-Fi where you're going. Okay, you see, that's the thing. It's either a smartphone or a cached, like, copy of all of Wikipedia. Because it's uh... like, oh no, what's that thing? What's that monster? Hold up, let me look it up in Wikipedia. Aha! Ah. This is, looks like this. We've won, everybody. So I'm imagining wow. you getting it's your smart. phone from a mythical old wise man who happens to be Steve Jobs. So it's the same situation, really. <laughs> old man Zach. <laughs> old man Zach, you've been giving out extra lives and free Wi-Fi? Well, you know, you know what I, it, it takes a lot. It, you, have to, you have to save up a lot in order to give this much. I see, I see. How did you get all this Wi-Fi? I, well, the Wi-Fi was a little complicated. It involved a lot of tower, yeah, radio towers. Yes. It's very difficult to get the router set up. Sometimes I have to call in the repair technician. I see, Is I that see. why wizards have really tall hats? They're just giant, they're hiding the antenna? Because they're all just hooked up to the Wi-Fi? Well, I'll not tell you. 
Goodness. I'm not going to tell you what I hide underneath my hat. It's my hat. I like that idea. <laughs> it's an old wizard secret. And what would the old man bring on his quest, Mr. Mr. Stranger who has approached us? <laughs> I can't. That voice, I can't. I cannot continue that voice forever. Um, hi Damn. there. My name is Zach. And if I were to go on a mythical quest, I would bring a pocket healer. Uh, I see. Just, couldn't, you bring the cleric to uh-huh. heal you. Uh-huh. And if things go real south, they'll res you. There but what go. if they focus fire the pocket healer? Listen, man. That okay? That just gives me more time. So, but like, but your healer's getting focus fired. Are you are you playing a tank? If you're playing like a rogue or something, why the hell is that healer pocketing you and not the tank? Yo, dog, I'm terrible at at roguing it. I I tank it. Mm. <laughs> See, now I'm just confused by all of this fiction. Like, there's so many subgenres of mythical quest we're going on. I'm just confused. I went with the route of mythical, like you could have anything. Adam went realistic, and Zach is playing Overwatch again. So. <laughs> yeah, yes. Currently, I am playing Overwatch. So, well, Drew went very classical fantasy. I went the very anime route of I've been transported to another world. And Zach went the, okay, so it's time to bring my tabletop no, tabletop and game MMO game knowledge. Like, to damn. the flow. To yeah. the, we got all the mythical worlds covered right now. Oh, yeah. We're living in every mythical world. Especially old men. Uh... Zach! I, <laughs> I thought Zach was going to talk and then he just he just hummed for a half hour. Uh, how you doing, Drew? Um, oh, I'm doing okay. It to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> no, how, how's your week been, Drew? Uh, my, week's been, my week's been pretty okay. I went on a lovely little vacation. I went up to Tahoe with my family. Uh, we found, we did a lot of hiking, a lot of biking, a lot of water stuff, a lot of barbecue, and, uh, they had this really rad collection of old VHS tapes that was just the best, (laughs) like, the best assortment of good, bad movies I've seen, and every night, me and my brother would just, like, hang out, you know, drink a little beer, and then, like, watch, watch these goofy things. We went through the original Jason and the Argonauts. We saw the old X-Men cartoon. Um, you know, we saw Dr. Strangelove. Uh, we ended it right. We ended it right by watching Star Wars Episode One. And, man... Is that movie worse than I remembered? Like I wow, I was, I was really hoping you'd be like, man, it really holds up, a true classic. No, so like I I recently got into a fight with someone over what the worst prequel movie was, and I was convinced that it was Episode Two. And this man told me, give give one another shot. I guarantee you, it's worse than you remember. And I have to say, uh, Forrest Hibbard was right. He was correct. Uh, Star Wars Episode <laughs> One is uh is terrifying. So that sums up my week pretty much. Uh, you know, overall pretty good. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm having fun with okay. it. Okay, I guess back to me. Uh, back to What Adam. did I do this week? This week, uh, I did not go on a vacation to Tahoe. Uh, I was not invited on Drew's family vacation. I'm very... Yeah, neither was I. Yeah, all right. Zach, we're, we're going on a family vacation. And Drew's all right. Um, fuck, what did I do this week? <laughs> uh, I've kind of been kind of taking it easy. I hurt my back recently so i've just dude. been kind of relaxing and doing that and that's given me plenty of time to kind of not do a whole lot of anything mm. uh i played a lot more overwatch uh, i've been playing a lot more 
with a competitive team that me and my friends put together. Sweet. You, Zach is on that competitive <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, that like Sweet. Also me. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so, hey. It's been fun. Actually, Wait, funny, funny story about that competitive team. Drew, because yeah. you're not on the team, I'm the best tracer. It's a terrifying notion. Excellent. Excellent. Do me proud, Zach. <laughs> for, for the audience who may not remember... Uh, Drew has played many, 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 many hours of Overwatch. Pretty much all of them exclusively playing Tracer. Yes. <laughs> I think the last time I looked, he had like 24, 25 hours Tracer. And then the next one was like uh, 28 minutes. Uh, like, just fuck. 26 no, hours really. Tracer, four hours as Anna. Four oh, hours nice. as Anna. You know, yeah. I, I, went, I went through a weird Anna phase. It was kind of just like, don't know why I did it. Well. I, I can understand. Once you've been a spunky, you know, British girl, it's often nice to take a, a moment and become an elderly Egyptian lady. That was actually part of my reason. Everybody goes to that phase. It's like, I have this really quick character. I want to play as someone slow and a little bit more tactful. And then I was like, this is fun. I'm going to switch now. Yeah, it's been fun playing. Like, I have, I've never really gotten into a competitive game like this, where, like a team competitive game. So it's kind of been fun playing, like, to, like, be a bit more competitive. That's uh, awesome. I've also been playing a bit more Pokemon Go, um, oh. and mm. I, I know we, we usually didn't do like new stuff. Uh, I, I've kind of been following throughout the weekend this one story of Pokemon Go Fest. Whoa! So, so last we last episode, I said, "Hey, you know, Pokemon Go has been out for a year," uh, and Niantic said, "Hey, let's have this giant Pokemon Go festival." And we'll release, you know, legendary Pokemon for the first time. And everybody will be excited. Everybody will get in this park together and they'll all play and they'll all, and it'll just be like the trailers. Doesn't that sound exciting? It does sound, it does sound exciting. exciting. It does sound exciting. How'd that work out? Uh, not great. <laughs> Apparently, everybody gathered in this park, overtaxed the uh, network of the park, and nobody could connect. Oh. oh. So you have a bunch of people in this small park. It's super hot. They can't connect to Pokemon and they can't connect, you know, to this online game they're trying to play. Um, you know, legendaries did roll out, but like nobody could connect. So it's like, wow, that's uh, last I heard there might be refunds and people getting free in-game currency to as like apology. But it was like, wow, Pokemon Go. This is like the manifestation of a dumpster fire right now. Jeez. Was this oh, an official man. event or was this kind of like a fan put together thing? Because I assume if like legendaries were caught, then it's an official one. But if the Wi-Fi died, I assume it's not official. So like, what's going on? Well, Drew, it's time for the big reveal. This is an official Niantic event. Oh! You had to pay, you had to pay money to get a ticket. Oh, no! This is why I was following it, and I encourage anybody just to, like, go read the synopses of this event. It was like, wow, this couldn't have gone any worse. Jesus. Yeah. And I can't catch any legendary Pokemon. They're too strong for me, so I'm out of luck there. So that's been my week. Uh, Dumpster fires and Pokemon. Well, that that just sounds lovely. That just sounds fantastic. That's the name. Of, that's going to be the name of my new band, Dumpster fires and Pokemon. Sounds absolutely excellent. <laughs> Zach, what did you do this weekend? Hopefully it wasn't dumpster fires and or Pokemon. Well, I will say there were no dumpsters. Mm. I don't think there was any fires either, so I think I think we're good on that account. Well, that's excellent. That's excellent. But what did happen? So during my week, um, I guess I have, uh, I've been playing more Overwatch and other usual games that I play. The usual haunt that I haunt. I see. And I see. Uh, But in addition to that, 
I have also started playing a JRPG called Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, which is a very traditional JRPG um, with it's just it's very well done. And I really like the main character. Her name is Estelle. And I have described her as she has the IQ of a rock and the (sighs) EQ of a god. (laughs) The IQ of a, a the IQ of a what? Of a rock. Oh, I heard I heard walk. I heard the IQ of a walk, and I was very confused. <laughs> I think that's I think that's mean, but it's mean of me to say that. But like, she's not dumb. She just doesn't remember anything you tell her. Uh. <laughs> so like, people will tell her things, and then and then like two conversations later, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that thing, right?" And she's like, "What? Huh? What?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, they they've they have successfully navigated the RPG player mentality." Um, but yeah, like. And, like, your companion character is this kind of, like, uh, this sort of, like, uh, this guy who is, this guy's name who is named Josh. It's pretty great. But, uh, like, your character name is Estelle. And I'm like, oh, it's a fantasy name. And then Joshua. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. You um, know, I, I gotta say, I always love fantasy games where they have, like, one character with this, like, super, like, like just like this, very, like, fantasy stuff. And then, like, it's usually the player character is like, ah, oh, great hero, what is your name? Uh, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, so that's that's been a fun ride. Um, I like Joshua. He's He is this not really, not as broody. Like, here's the other thing is that, like, it's not typical of a JRPG in that, like, you don't have, like, the overly broody character. The broody character ends up being Josh, who's just sort of, like, he's a little guarded about himself. And he tries to take on a lot of responsibility on his own. But otherwise, he's a decent dude. Like, most people like him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, nice. It, it, like, and everybody's sort of, like, nice and polite to each other. And I'm, like, running around town and everybody knows me. It's pretty great. Um, oh, you're, you're the toast of the town. Yeah. Uh, last thing to say, and the, the, probably the reason that cemented the reason why I think Estelle is probably one of my favorite characters of all time. Uh... Like, she straight up walks up to Joshua and is basically just like, I will wingman for you, dude. Aww. <laughs> Aww. And I'm like, that's fucking fantastic. Like, hey, man, you want that girl? Hold up. Let me go get, let me go call her over. Sounds like a true friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah. Now, so, is this the first one you're playing or is this, or, um, a, it's a series, isn't it? It is a series. I'm playing the one that got ported to Steam. Oh, oh I'd assume yeah. that'd be the first one. Maybe the I, second one as well. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just playing this game, and I think it's really interesting. Huh. Um, so the other thing is that, uh, and, and there's a lot of interesting mechanics to the game as well. It's just it's mm-hmm. a fairly standard JRPG in a lot of respects, and I like the character stuff. But um, in addition to that, well, my un- my unrelated to games news for this week is mm-hmm. uh, so. My dad, who does not in any way smoke any kind of marijuana in any shape or form. Okay. Oh, I'm up, ready for this. <laughs> I'm ready for this story. He ended up like he went to the baseball game today and he kind of he came back and I was talking to him. and He was like, yeah, at the baseball game, there was somebody who was really nice and he gave me this this thing. But I, I don't smoke any weed at all i don't smoke marijuana at all so i don't need this and he and he handed it to me oh your dad gave you weed no he he gave me um uh i I don't know what to call it it's basically like like a vape pen for marijuana oh yeah no i think you you just call it a vape pen and you just load it with marijuana or something like that 
Yeah. He's wow. given so, basically a vape pen with marijuana in it. Oh, okay. And has, has basically just instructed me, just like, hey, can you just give this to one of your friends? I don't need it. You don't need it. <laughs> we well, you don't need it. it now. So here's later. the thing. Like, it's a communal vape pen. Like, he got it from a stranger, and he doesn't want it, so he has to give it to you, and you can either give it to a friend or another stranger. Like, it's kind of like paying it forward, but with cannabis. So that, no, dude, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> this sounds more like the traveling pants. You use the vape pen, then you pass it on, and it just keeps going on this great adventure with all these people. See, yeah. I never saw yeah, that yeah. movie. Is it so just I the cartridge, really... or is it the whole pen? It is the entire pen with marijuana inside of it. Like, wow. I thought those were, I thought those were relatively bulky or like, like kind of expensive. Well, here's the thing: like, it's an ex- that's an expensive thing to just give away to someone. But it is it is thin. It is literally the size of a pen. Huh. Maybe you should write with it or something. I don't think I can write in marijuana. I mean, not with that attitude. Yeah, with that. (laughs) When you really put yourself to it, you can do anything. And dude, it's a weed pen. It's a weed vape pen. So use it, get some ideas, and then you too can start writing a marijuana-inspired story. Mm. Uh, Speaking of which, I need a tangent real quick. Yeah? So on, on the radio, I heard an ad for HempCon. Yeah? HempCon is apparently a thing. This is the like third or fourth year it's been going on. Yep. Yep. I love the ads for these things <laughs> because they're like all just like weed related puns. They're they're very blatant. Like, they're very blatant. There there's a weird humor to that. I've seen I've seen the big plastered billboards for HempCon. Like there was an ad for Hey guys, come find out who's the high roller and who can roll the most joints. Uh, like ah, I get it. High roller, yeah, 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 yeah. I dear. get it. <laughs> so, um, Zach, not to tangent back to you. Is that is that the conclusion of your week? Video games and weed. Is that is that what has happened for you? Um, <laughs> that sounds like the start of the weekend. I mean, okay, it actually does. It does. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. I, okay. There's like well. there's lots of role playing game stuff, but there's also the fact. Oh, right. Um, I got really stomach sick on Wednesday and I like missed a day of work. Oh, dude, oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, um, man. Um, and, uh... If only you had that weed pen, you would have been able to be better. I wouldn't trust the communal weed pen. I wouldn't. I'll be um, honest. But yeah, that's that's basically it for my week. I'm... Wow. Well, all well, right. Well, Zach, if you had to do it all over again... Oh, wait, shit. Sorry. God damn it, I was segueing. I'm really sorry. Okay, last thing. Um, mm-hmm. on, I did get sick and I had to drive home from work. Okay. And so I, I got home and I looked through my folders and I was just like, do I have an anime in my like folders full of anime that I haven't watched? And I was like, oh, right. One Punch Man. And so I watched all of that. <laughs> Did you marathon that? Yeah, I marathoned all of season one. Very nice. Very nice. Thanks. Now, uh, I have to ask, are you going to start doing 100 pushups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and a 10 kilometer run every single day? Um, no. How well? How are you going to be One Punch Man then? I don't know. It's it's a mystery. Mm. But that's how he did it, man. That I workout know. regime. That's that's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Drew, have you watched what One Punch Man? You know, I I've read the manga and I've watched it, and I think it's a funny, wonderful show, and that's all I got for it. If I if I could rewatch all of it, I probably would choose a different anime. 
Much like Whoa. I would choose a different class in certain types of games. I'm trying to talk about roguelikes. Can you tell? God damn it. <laughs> Hold up. I want to be upset for a second on Zach. I had a perfect segue into uh. this into this topic. And then Zach's like, oh, wait, wait, One Punch Man. I'm like, God damn it. I, I, and then Drew took my segue. It was like, fuck you people. You know what, Adam, now, Adam, Adam, here's the thing. No. We'll no, use editing over. magic. We'll use editing magic. Everyone be quiet and let Adam segue. Into roguelikes. No, the the segue is already ruined. We're already here in the roguelike. Now, Drew, <laughs> I'm upset, and the only thing that will calm me down is if you tell me the definition and history of roguelikes. I would love to, Adam. I would love to. So, for those who are unfamiliar with the term roguelike, Wikipedia describes a roguelike as a subgenre of role-playing video games that are characterized by, quote, dungeon crawling through procedurally generated game levels turn-based gameplay, tile-based graphics, and permadeath of the player character. Most roguelikes are based on a high fantasy narrative, reflecting their influence from tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons & Dragons. Now, that's the subgenre as it is, and it expands to a bunch of games that we will talk about later. However, the term roguelike actually comes from a game that was originally called Rogue, or the full name, which was Rogue Exploring the Dungeons of Doom. This game was the kind of grandfather of the idea that you just procedurally generate games. Before then, it was mostly just you have a level, you go through, what you hoots it. However, a couple of guys, uh, Michael Toy and Glenn Witchman, I think that's his name. I'm not entirely sure how to say it, but I'm going to go with Witchman. They were some students. They were students at uh, the University of Santa Cruz. You know, claps yeah. for Santa Cruz. Claps for Santa yeah, Cruz. Yeah, boy. Claps for Santa Cruz. Claps for Santa Cruz. You know, they created an early version of this weird game that just randomly generated itself. And you, all kinds of weird things could happen with it. It was actually a really big deal at the time. A bunch of crazy AI stuff that hadn't really been done before. Later, they took it. They modified it a bit at Berkeley with this guy, Kevin Arnov or Arnold. And when they kind of finished it off, uh, other people started to copycat them or make different variations of it based off of what they liked and disliked. Because it became really popular. And those were rogue likes because they were similar to the game called Rogue. I believe a really popular one that I uh, I took a look at was uh, NetHack or I think it was NetHack, and it kind yeah. of just expanded on the original game itself. Yeah, there was so after um, Rogue, there was uh, Hack and then NetHack. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. Now, have you guys played Rogue Hack or NetHack? I did. I did. Oh, I, you have? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, in honor of this glorious episode, I went ahead and I looked up Rogue, which was super fun because I basically found like a little fake terminal to play on, and it is all ASCII art. It is mm. all yeah. crazy procedural. Uh, I was attacked by bats. I, I was attacked by hobgoblins, and I found a bunch of gold and eventually died and got like a cute little ASCII graveyard. <laughs> I will say... I will give respect up for Rogue being the OG. I had a lot more fun with the the, the one NetHack. That, NetHack. NetHack, the expanded upon one. In that one, uh, I had a little dog. A little dog was generated and started following me around. I did not expect this. Aww. I didn't yeah. know it would happen, but it was it was a ton of fun. And you know, playing through them, it reminded me a lot of you know Binding of Isaac, FTL. Not just because of the permadeath, but like weirdly enough, it was the humor. 
like roguelikes mm. from the from mm. the beginning have been full of this weird kind of like tongue-in-cheek humor that like you know like weird little snarky jokes you know like terminal commands like just it's, it's something that you get beat over the head with death and pain and punishment so somehow along the way it got built in that you're gonna have fun with it at least that was my experience that's kind of new to me like like a lot of the more modern uh and that kind of makes sense a lot um I, I didn't I haven't played like rogue uh I didn't play hack I played a little bit of net hack but like not enough to actually say like hey I sat down for like a session this is more like a hey my friend left his computer alone I'm gonna move his character around a bit hmm. and that was that was some bullshit yeah um I mean getting it set uh, up was actually weirdly weirdly complicated like I had to go onto like this little website and get onto a server and like oh yeah yeah. Like, that's what I mean. I, I like, I went over to his keyboard and I was like, okay, I'll move his character. All right. Which, how, where, do, how do I move him? Why do things keep happening? I had the same thing. Um, I had the same thing. I can totally see how people would get like really into it though. Cause it feels straight up like a hacker game. Like it feels very hacky and very like old school, you know? Hey Zach. Yeah. And I guess Drew, cause you played it, uh, are hack and net hack more like, now, Rogue, you said, was, like, Dungeons & Dragons-inspired, very fantasy theme. Are hack and net hack like, cyber, like, hacker themes? No, they actually... expansions off of Rogue. Yeah, Why so... Why are they called hack and net hack, then? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, th- I just know that it's basically just an expansion of the original Rogue, like, with a bunch of extra stuff thrown in. Like, you even have the same backstory where technically you're going through this dungeon trying to collect this, this amulet of Yendor. Which, fun fact, is Rodney spelled backwards. I don't know why. Interesting. I don't know why. I don't know why they they went with that. I don't think anyone on the team was called Rodney, but they did it. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like you, when you said that about the kind of tongue-in-cheek humor, uh, I, I was thinking back to all the roguelikes that I've played, and I was like, huh, you know what? You're right. A lot of them do have this kind of weird goof, like... I thought that was maybe just, like, the ones I had played, but no, they all have, like, this kind of goofy humor about them. Yeah, it it's definitely a, a subgenre that, it, like, roguelikes, they all kind of, like, build off of each other, right? Like, if I play one, yeah. they're not always the same, but, like, they're, the elements are all there. Like, the glue is all there, much more so than I think, like, a, like your action game or a first-person game yeah. or, you know, anything like that. So one thing in the definition that was probably good is, like, what elements make a roguelike. And I think Drew's definition that he read, that we read off Wikipedia, see, mm-hmm. bringing Wikipedia is a pretty good idea, got yeah. definition and stuff. Yeah. Uh, is that roguelikes are, you know, have procedurally generated levels. Uh, when you die, that character is gone and you you start over. Uh, those two bits, uh, at least from my understanding, have been like, those were in the original ones and are in a lot of the more modern ones. Uh, I think, Drew, you said that they're usually turn-based ones. There are turn-based ones. Uh, what was the other one? It was uh, turn-based and then something else. Uh, I think you said I... fantasy setting, but I think that... That would just change with, you know, whatever setting you wanted. Yeah. I think, like, the most consistent Uh, things I've seen in the roguelikes I've played have been random generation, permadeath, and mocking the player terribly. So... Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I was going to say, like, like, I feel like, 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 by modern standards, and, like, for... By modern standards for people to call a game a roguelike, Mm -hmm. really the only two components you need are, like... Proceed like you need one or the other of like procedural level generation or permadeath and like because I feel like most games that we call roguelikes have at like at least one of those two elements. Yeah. yeah, I think 
I think dying and respawn at the very beginning, and then the procedural generation. I think that's probably the two factors that make it um, a roguelike. I do want to say one of our 170 projects was also a roguelike, and I don't think it had the same kind of humor. Uh, you're talking about uh, Microventures, right? Was it Microventures? No. No, Microventures had that had that humor. Asterogue is the one I was talking about. Oh, well, yeah. you got to remember from what I remember of Asterogue, uh Asterogue is a mobile game that you can go, that you listener can go play right now. Yeah. Available kind of on iOS or Android. All right. Let's get <laughs> let's call the team up and get that get that money rolling for that free ad. Yeah. <laughs> for that free game. Oh, <laughs> the free game. But, you know, it was more like you'd go through all these rooms, pick up different guns and all these randomly assigned guns. Um, that's actually another thing that I think like most of these roguelikes have is not only are the levels procedurally generated, um, item placement is procedurally generated. Like things will not like you'll do a run and not only will like, the entire layout be different, but like the order and what you find in these dungeons will be um, will be really random as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. I guess I was trying to think of, like, by modern standards, because there's a lot of games these days that people call roguelikes, and, like, they don't seem to all have... I was trying to find, like, the things that they all have to be considered roguelikes, and I, I feel like it probably is, like, at the very least... Which one do you think is more core? The procedural level generation or the permadeath? You gotta have both. I think you gotta have both. I think if I mm. had to go between the two, I think the procedural generation is the bigger, like it's more, it's the bigger thing for roguelike because permadeath, I feel like, you know, you could have a game, Super Meat Boy, right? Like you die, you just like restart. Like you don't have anything to build, pick up anyway, right? Like you can die and mm. keep going and keep going and keep going. I don't think, I think that element itself isn't really at the core of what makes a roguelike a roguelike. I take that mm. back completely. That's complete bullshit. It's at, it's part of it, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're playing a roguelike. Yeah. Well, okay, so Super Meat Boy doesn't really... Like, inside of a level, Super Meat Boy doesn't have permadeath, but... Well... Yeah. Like, I Want to Be the Guy would be the example for a platformer with permadeath. Well, no, then that's just a live <laughs> system. That's just you come back later. Like, permadeath is be like that character's, like, gone. I guess maybe... Now that I think about it, you really do have to have both, but I guess, like, a lot of the... At the core of them, it seems like all of them have this procedural level generation and item placement. Not all of them have permadeath, though you certainly do, like, usually have to start your run over. Yeah, I think starting your run over is the more important aspect of it. Well, then, let me ask this. What is your history with roguelikes? Do you guys like roguelikes? Do you play them a lot? Like, what is... How do you feel? What's your relationship to this weird subgenre of um, games based off of an old hacky thing that is beautiful? My history with is the roguelikes. Please say everything like that from now on, Zach. Is for some reason I didn't get into it as much, um, but I've I've recently found them to be fairly interesting. I did play Rogue Legacy a few weeks ago, and that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. I played a bit of like. It, it seems to be like I like to dabble in these games, but I don't like to play them for long periods of time. Like, mm. I played FTL, I played Rogue Legacy, I played um, Crypt of the Necrodancer, and mm. I played them for, like, you know, for a few hours for each one of them, and then I just sort of put it down and didn't put, pick it back up again. So, I don't know, it just, I, I like them, generally speaking, as a genre, but I don't seem to hold on to them or play them for long periods of time. Mm. Uh, okay. And what about you, Adam? So, when I was getting ready for this episode i thought oh man you know i'm not really that big into roguelikes i I just don't know uh and then i started listing out all the roguelikes that i play and Mm. how much i play them and it was like 
Nah, I'm pretty much kidding myself. I fucking love roguelikes. They're fantastic. Well, I mean, you were talking about Darkest uh, Dungeon last week, so I assume you've got some kind of yeah. love in your heart. Well, so that's the thing. Like, I love roguelikes, um, but it, like, it's one of those genres that I like that I guess I never like. It's never in the forefront of my mind. Like, I never pick up a game going, "Oh my god, a roguelike!" It's more like, "Oh, that game looks cool. What? It's got roguelike elements. Hell yeah, that's a nice bonus." Mm. Uh, so I ended up playing a whole bunch of them. The very first uh, roguelike I ever played was one I actually didn't know was a roguelike. Oh, uh, what was it? What was it? What was ooh, it? The one? first, I was trying to remember the full name of it. It was called Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. What is this game? So Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is a game where you, in the very anime Japanese way, are transported into the world of Pokemon. And uh, you find yourself have become some Pokemon and you take you actually take this like quiz at the beginning and it's like, you are this Pokemon. And so I ended up being a Totodile. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Mm, uh, well. And then you are in this village of Pokemon and you can all talk suddenly and you go on rescue adventures into these dungeons and forests that are all procedurally generated. Uh, it's also turn-based, uh, which is just kind of weird. Like, so every time you move, everything else in the in the floor moves, like, and takes a okay. turn. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, okay, okay. Uh, it doesn't. I think that's what when like when Rogue says it's turn-based, that's what it means. Like, it's not like everybody takes a turn. It's like if you move. Everything else updates, and that's how Pokemon Mystery Dungeon did it. Well, okay. everyone does take a turn. It's just everyone takes a turn, then you get to make your turn, then everybody else takes a turn. Mm. I guess I was, yeah. uh, I was contrasting that between, like, you know, if you play a lot of, like, the newer ones that are very action-oriented, mm. yeah. they don't yeah. feel like they're turn-based. But if you mm. want to go in the code level, they're all in the update loop or something. Oh, that's... Uh, okay. So it takes out the boring bit, bit while still having the turn-based system. Yeah. And it was really cool. Uh, it does not have permadeath. That's kind of why I was asking about, I was, like... I was going to ask, because I wanted to see how death would work in a Pokemon game. So, <laughs> yeah. That's why I was asking, like, you know, when we think roguelike, or I guess I guess maybe just the question for us, when we think roguelike, what is the core component of a roguelike? And to me, it was always the kind of... Uh, the procedurally generated dungeons and random exploration. Because, like, mm. that's what I've played a lot of. Uh so that was my first one, and then I've gone on to play a whole bunch. I've played Binding of Isaac is a really fun one. I know Drew mm-hmm. and I have talked mm-hmm. for hours about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played Rogue Legacy, Don't Starve, FTL, Risk of Rain. Uh, I just picked up a new one called Dead Cells, and that's Ooh. been pretty fun. I heard good things. So, yeah, I heard good things. I, I have a apparently a much bigger love for roguelikes in my heart than I thought. Yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of how I feel about them. Like, I... I really like roguelikes when I'm playing them. Like, when I picked up FTL, I was addicted to that thing. Like, I could never beat it, and the fact that I could never get further into the game, like, made me want to just keep doing new runs and new runs and new runs. Like, it, mm. there's something about that loop of, like, die, oh, can you get just a little further that, like, really gets to, a like, the center of my brain. Like, uh, Binding of Isaac was the same way. Like, I just kept on wanting to get deeper and get deeper into that game. And I actually got involved in, and I don't know if you guys ever do this, but like I started looking up what the items did because it doesn't explain it to you. So like oh. I started like getting involved with like the community around the game, right? Like mm-hmm. I wanted to find out what everything does and what this symbol means and what that symbol means. And it just became this really, like for me, they become all encompassing. Like I will pick them up and eventually put them away as I do with all games. But like 
I love the pick up and go nature of them, and that for some reason makes me go back to them. Like recently, yeah. recently I was like, oh, you know, I need something quick. Let me bust open Isaac. Boom! An hour later, the quick gameplay session I was going to have uh, had just gone away. Like it was just uh, fucking blood and poop everywhere. It was great. <laughs> in the game not in real life yes yes in the game in the game in the game uh i had a similar thing so one year in college um it was finals week oh good and i had i had just picked up well here's the thing so i lucked out i don't remember what selection of classes i had but all i had to do was write a paper everything else was project based and i had finished the projects so Mm -hmm. while everybody else is working on finals i have nothing going on so i pick up ftl and think oh this looks kind of fun I then spent the next three days playing nothing but FTL. Oh, uh, Adam. Adam, that's what uh, I'm talking about. And that's really unfortunate timing. <laughs> well, like I said, it was really fun because everybody was like, hey, Adam, we're going to this study session. Do you want to go? I was like, yeah, sure. I'll just come. I'm like, Adam, you're not studying. Yeah, I don't have finals, <laughs> but I am going to play FTL while you guys study. <laughs> oh, my Wait, God. Wait, then why did you even go to the session if you didn't yeah. have to study? Uh, because I didn't want to be at home and bored. Oh. I wanted to go out because I'd been indoors playing FTL all day. That makes a lot of sense, Adam. <laughs> okay. L- listen, I had my priorities. I wanted to socialize, but I also wanted to play FTL. Mm, Good you know point. Very important. You, you um, had to balance things out in your life, and I understand why you did it. I understand yeah. that. I get it. I feel it. So we we have here favorite roguelikes, so I assume we're probably just going to go down and like just talk about a bunch of different roguelikes. Indeed, indeed. And since we're talking about it, let's talk about FTL for a bit, because that game is fantastic. It sure is, Adam. It sure is. Yeah, it is uh, It is. You nice. guys have both played it? I have played, like... Wait, Drew and Adam... You guys might have been there, the full length of experience I have with FTL. Uh, Man, I love FTL so much. For audience, you should pick up FTL. The story is that you are part of the empire which is kind of weird you're in usually these space dramas you're part of the rebel alliance i think this time you are part of the government that is trying to stop the rebellion Mm -hmm. um and you have secret plans that you need to take to the edge of the galaxy but the rebels are chasing you Mm -hmm. and the way the way this one works is you start on a map of like all these different star systems and each star system acts like a room so it's very much like in the traditional roguelike way of you know go from room to room and do stuff and each time you go into a star system it will ask you you know some new event will happen like maybe you'll find a shop and you can buy stuff or you enter a asteroid field and if you dodge it or choose to go around it you won't take damage or if you go through it you will uh and then like you get all these all these items and gear to trick out your ship and you can customize it um and then at the end you get you reach the rebel mothership and it completely destroys you and you cry because you were on a really good run and I can't beat that game. Yeah. Yeah. Like that game is great. It's ending is almost impossible. Like it is a, it, you can get to the ending ship and then just get completely wrecked. And because permadeath, you're going to start all over and it, it is not a quick game. Like getting to the end of the galaxy, I think takes like, I think it takes like at least a couple hours. Like it's a, it's a bit of a trick. Yeah. While we talk about FT- FTL, um, has an easy mode that does not seem to help. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what easy mode is changing. It certainly isn't helping me much. I have a couple friends that have beaten it, but, um, you know, they've been really lucky with their runs, yeah. but FTL really kind of shows one of the things I absolutely love about roguelikes in that 
you know, if you play like in a, a normal adventure game or something, mm-hmm. you have the one like game and you can play that over and over and you can master it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people want new experiences and roguelikes are fantastic for that. Like every run is its own unique experience. Mm-hmm. Like you could have a run where it's like, hey, I got really lucky and started off with energy weapons. Now I can do these things. And if you and when you die and start over, you come back with, oh, hey, now I got fire weapons this time. Aren't Adam, I cool? Do you have any any FTL stories you'd like to share? Any uh, any fun little things that happened to you along your quest in the galaxy? Uh, so I was walking around in space as I do, and by walking around, I mean we're flying around in space. And I this was the first run that I ever got to the boss, and I remember this well because it's absolutely destroyed me. Mm-hmm. I picked up a what it was one of the fire weapons, and the way the fire weapons work is it doesn't just like shoot fire in space; it like transports a pirate like a firebomb into the enemy ship and you basically burn them from the inside oh yeah because that's the cool thing you do in space oh yeah space is rad zach did you ever get one of those weapons no no you would have had a lot more fun if you gotten one (laughs) Oh, okay all you do is just send a fire at their oxygen supply and it's like guys you can't breathe and i get to pillage your ship when i'm done with this <laughs> oh. uh, then I got to the end of the game and found the rebel mothership, and uh, and how'd that work out? Uh, they had shields. They had lots of shields. Oh, and good. Fire does not go through shields. Uh, it, 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 you know, it bypasses shields. It doesn't eat away at them, and they are incredibly slow weapons. So I kind of just sat there going like, "Hey, stop, stop fixing your shit." And they said, "No, we have a thousand people on here. We're going to keep fixing shit." Oh. And I lost, and I was like, oh. <sighs> I'm sorry for that, Adam. It's weird because you talk about that fire weapon. Uh, I I have a story, a sad story from FTL that made me love the game and hate it. Do you mind if I share it? Would you like me to share it? Okay. okay. Oh, please, Uncle Drew, tell hmm. me a story. Well, okay. I started off the game, and um, I decided to name all of my characters after Kingdom Hearts characters. So I had oh, Sora, uh, Riku, and Kairi chilling on my ship. Uh, so, you know, I've already got the connection with them. And I, like you, was going through the run of, I'm going to just kill all the oxygen in my enemy ships and watch them die. And it's going to be great because I'm the good guy in this fiction. Um, unfortunately, uh, Sora, Kairi, and Riku were invaded by an enemy ship. Uh, they were pretending to be, you know, these uh, these people in distress. Turned out they were liars. They were pirates. They went on. Were they Were they heartless? Uh, they were heartless. They were very heartless. I love what you did there. Thank you for that. Um, they come onto my ship. The heartless come onto my ship. <sighs> they kill Riku. They kill Sora. Uh, they end up dying to a fire. But Kairi, poor Kairi, is locked in the back of a room. And all the oxygen is leaving. And there's a trick. There's a trick I have to keep enough oxygen in so that I can live as long as I go from one room to another. And I did this for five minutes where I was slowly realizing there's no way Kyrie is going to live. Kyrie is going to have to choose to die. As lo- like, Eventually, I'm going to have to get tired. So I begrudgingly just let go of the controller, watch the little thing tick down, and see the darkest ending to Kingdom Hearts I could have possibly imagined. Oh and wow, that, that gummy ship really wasn't working. <laughs> That's when I knew I liked <laughs> FTL. Oh my goodness. FTL is fantastic. Zach, do you have any fun FTL stories? I had the one time I played it in which 
um, my oxygen got shot out and all my crew starved of oxygen uh, asphyxiated. High five, oxygen death, Zach. Wow. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on to a different favorite roguelike then. Uh, fa- other favorite. Oh, I brought up FTL. Uh, Drew, do you want to bring up one of your favorites? Uh, you know what? It's not going to be a shocker, but my favorite roguelike that I done played has got to be the Binding of Isaac. Um, yeah, boy. It's by Edmund McMillan. You know, he made Super Meat Boy. He kind of like came up through new grounds. He's a super cool guy. Santa Cruz resident. Um. Santa Cruz resident, but he kind of hates Santa Cruz. I know, I know. It's it's the weird irony. Um, But for people who don't know, who don't know what The Binding of Isaac is, it's a loose interpretation of the biblical tale of, you know, um, Isaac being sacrificed to God, so on and so forth. And by loose? And by loose? (laughs) loose. Could not be looser. (laughs) So what happens in this version is Isaac is running from his mom, who thinks that, you know, she has to kill and sacrifice him. So he goes into the basement. And that is where the roguelike begins. It is a randomly generated, continuously weirder basement that starts off kind of just full of spiders and weird bugs. You start running into demons. You start running into skeletons and dismembered bodies and weird clones of yourself. Um eventually you fight your mother eventually you fight like the four horsemen you fight there is no end to the weird crazy bullshit that this guy threw into this game it just the stories you will find yourself telling are great uh it's a lot of dark humor as uh, as is the case with roguelikes i guess um all procedurally generated it was like permadeath Really sad because, you know, you're a little kid. So, you know, the little kid dies in this weird kind of silly way all the time. Um, I just freaking love it. And it's it's one of those games that they have been slowly adding more and more to it since it's come out. And so there's always something new for me to find. Like, I think there's like hundreds of items and hundreds of enemies. Uh, I highly recommend it to anyone who likes anything. Uh, just make sure that you're willing to have the dark humor because it's there in spades. Yeah, it's... It depends on which one you play because there was there was the original Binding of Isaac and then it had a update mm-hmm. and then I think Edmund McMullen and his team like completely redid the game. Yes. Be, yes like, they did. Yes they like, did. Uh, Binding of Isaac 2.0 mm-hmm. and then that also got a bunch of expansions uh and the new version is really really kind of like grosser than the old one like the old one is like new grounds flashy haha funny. This one's like wow this is getting really it's very kind of a gross game to look at. Like, there's... Well, they went with like a pixel art style and that somehow just makes everything a little bit more jarring to look at. Mm. You know, there's no cute, there's no cute curves anymore. There's no like, you know, nice, like cartoony eyes. It's all, it's all blocky, which somehow makes it, you know, have that much more Worse. of a weird edge to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things you brought up about Binding of Isaac <laughs> was that like the huge amount of items and stuff. Oh, like that. Yeah. I remember like, the few times I like when I play it when I was really into that game, mm-hmm. you had to have like the wiki like open next to you to figure out what oh, the yeah. hell the like all the items you were getting. <clears throat> oh yeah, they did oh, just yeah. a bunch of whatever stuff. Yeah, like I would have two tabs. I would have my game and be like, okay, what's this thing do? Do I want to pick it up? Because once you pick it up, you you kind of got to keep it. Uh yeah. Sorry. Good times. Good times. I I don't think I can say I have a favorite. Like I said, I don't play them for terribly long each time, so it's hard to like say oh yeah this one is my favorite or something like that i guess the one that i find the most interesting is crypt of the necrodancer um that's one i I haven't played yeah that one yet so that one um 
there is a song playing throughout every dungeon and on the on the like upbeat uh let me say yeah on the upbeat of every song um i think they're all in four four but uh on the upbeat of every song is sort of like when each enemy moves so mm. each enemy moves according to the beat of the song mm-hmm. and if you match yourself to that beat i think that's also when you move but when you match yourself better with that beat the better you are at playing it because the more in tune you are with how the game is supposed to be played it is really interesting in that you sort of like you you start it it almost feels like a rhythm game mixed with a mm-hmm. uh uh with a uh, roguelike and it I don't know. It, it is a very interesting way to play a video game that I haven't seen. It's very unique in that way. Yeah, I, I wonder if I you could s- hook that up to like a DDR dance pad or something like that. Oh, I bet they already have. Mm. <laughs> I, I just remember oh. seeing the trailer for it and just the, the music is really good. I've listened to the soundtrack before. Oh, like, yeah, it is. It's, it's fantastic. really freaking solid. They, the so thing do- is, is that they also have like I, I've I've like I've uh, like snapped to the beat of it. And like mm-hmm. listen for the beat, and it's very clear, very obvious, um, and it makes for some very good music in terms of like uh, like background listening sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Zach. I know you said you don't play roguelikes too much, uh, but I know that Final Fantasy fourteen, a game that you really like, has a roguelike in it. Oh right, they do. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has Palace of the Dead. Um, which is this sort of like it's like a pseudo roguelike it basically you take your character in and whatever class they are they'll restart you to level one and as you play through the the palace of the dead you'll level back up to maximum Mm -hmm. um going through these sort of like random generated uh dungeons they're sort of like there's themes to each of them as you get further down but that's that's a pretty difficult trait of most, most roguelikes um the other thing is that with a little bit of coordination they're all hilariously like it doesn't have the roguelike difficulty and uh, yeah so like yeah, so, i don't think of them that way i think so of them it's like it's of like a baby experience. it's like it's now, like a baby what, it's like a baby it's like a baby roguelike it's like a baby it's like, roguelike it's like a oh. mini roguelike it's not it's not tough but it's it's weird it, it's similar to it yeah so it's well, like like when you go down you fight a boss at the end of each of the uh every 10 floors the 10th floor is a boss um it it feels very final fantasy it feels very final fantasy 14 it feels very mmo of like run through and kill these monsters mm-hmm. um and like you, you do get a couple of interesting things and you get a bunch of random items as well like that also carries mm-hmm. over from roguelikes um but yeah there's there's also there's some there's certain elements to it that are uh not quite procedural but like uh like scaling mm-hmm. like yeah. you, you get these like weapons and armor upgrades as you go and those carry through every run i see Mm. Um, i remember uh from what i remember hearing and maybe i misheard this i thought it was that like you have to get up to a certain level and then you unlock the palace of the dead and you go in with like a random class or maybe you get to pick one but like when you die you have to like get revived or something otherwise you like your progress reset yeah so there was some reset process (laughs) that reminded me of like a permadeath yes no no it it is most definitely a roguelike in that way and it's like um so you're going in with a party of people um if you go down uh there is this sort of like cairn of uh return i think that it's called but it's basically this item that people have to go run over to and click on in order to revive you or they can use a phoenix down and the dungeon drops a decent number of phoenix downs um 
if everybody on your team dies, you get kicked out of the dungeon and it resets. Uh, like see, that that was such yeah. a cool feature to like FF14 is like I kind of want to start playing again just to like fiddle around in Palace of the Dead. It is and because and because everyone's on like man I want an MMO and 14 is goofy, like right there. It I know. Um it is some goofy dumb shit and it is also like sometimes they pair you like if you're doing the run and you get very unlucky and you're doing like a solo run, uh you'll get 4 DPS. And then you'll just be like, okay, how do we beat this? Look, guys, all four of us are rogues. Now it's a roguelike. Oh. Hey. Actually, that'd be cool if you could set good. that. If you could, like, set the parameters for what you're going to start with. Well, uh, there's yeah. a lot of roguelikes that do that. Rogue, well, kind of rogue legacy. Kind there's of. A, there's a lot more of the... How do I put this? A lot of the more modern roguelikes these days uh, all have this kind of sense of a meta progression so like one of the things that we always said about roguelikes is that when you die you restart the run and that's it that all the progress you made on that run is gone like binding of isaac does that uh with the exception of i think you unlock uh new characters and items that will appear but you don't get to pick like what comes through like the the game grows Um, the more you play it like you you get to keep track of things you have found but like the actual run itself is always started new I guess that it, I guess Binding of Isaac and I was going to say like FTL lets you unlock new ships. I guess those are also a form of meta progression. Like Rogue Hack and Net Hack, I don't think had like that kind of like. Yeah, they don't have any uh, kind of meta progression. You just, you just reset. what's there is there and you'll get it eventually. Uh, so then I go back to my point of a lot of the modern ones have this sense of meta progression that I, I think actually I have found helps me enjoy roguelikes a lot more. Uh, one of the things that kind of gets me about roguelikes uh even though I really like the genre, I always feel really weird because you can spend like hours playing at a roguelike mm-hmm. and it, it feels very disheartening to spend so much time bashing your head against the wall on this thing and then make no progress on it at all. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys had that problem. I don't know if maybe Zach, maybe that's why you don't play him. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the reason is that I'll do like six or seven runs in a row and then I'll be like, you know what? I got better things to do with my time mm-hmm. instead of get stuck in the first two first two like rooms. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So a lot of new ones and we'll probably bring them up as more examples come up is just like they have this sense of you did this thing. This will carry over into the next run, whether that's like a really tangible thing, like uh, like getting like actual like stats like Rogue Legacy. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we talked about it last week Rogue Legacy, like you actually have like a, a character build grid that you buy points for and though and each character gets that yeah exactly uh, i actually really like that aspect of the game yeah have you played rogue legacy drew uh only a little bit i i honestly barely remember it i uh i don't know i'm trying to i can't really remember it to be honest with you it's again like it's just overshadowed by the isaacs and the ftl and and I guess I, I like I like permadeath. I like the idea that my progression is going to start clean and I'm going to just like roll mm. with it from there. That actually, I think, is what I like the most about them is the fact that, you know, if I if I fuck up a run, if I do something really nasty, then like, OK, whatever, it's done. Um, like, it's almost like there's less to worry about because anything can yeah. happen. Like that random well, element makes me feel less self-conscious about fucking up a run than, say, a game that's like, you know, 
like me like if i'm playing an rpg like i'm always really mm. self-conscious about oh my god am i like building my stats right am i making this character correctly am i gonna have to grind should i grind is it cheating if i grind like a lot of the fluff that worries me more in other games is completely gone in a roguelike because yeah it's entirely possible you just died because you got shit luck yeah that's like it's weird because, like, you're absolutely right. That is one of the really nice things about a roguelike is that you can just sit down and play. Like, mm. you don't need to worry about a build. You don't really need to worry about anything because it's all random. You just sit down and go, go, go. Mm. And they have this component of, you know, they're very easy to, like, a lot of them are really easy to play but very hard to master because you kind of need to know, like, what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Like, um, you, you will always start off, like, completely blank but having an idea of how to beat the game is mm. like that knowledge grows over time and that to me is almost more rewarding you know because like yeah. then it's it's you versus the machine <sighs> i guess for me the rogue Le- rogue legacy even though it has the meta progression i actually think is kind of a bad example of that really uh, because the way that one works uh and zach i don't know if you really I've... looked into this thing is when you buy a component, so you pick your ancestor or you pick your new character and you go to the castle and each time and it's basically just a like a character build stat grid and each time you buy an upgrade all of the other upgrades become more expensive to buy so you can actually get yourself in a position where you didn't buy the right things at the right times and you're not per- progressing at a good enough rate mm-hmm. uh like i had a couple times where it's like i can't progress because the play style i like i can't do any i can't reliably do anymore and rogue legacy kind of blocked me into that um yeah that's that's one that was one thing i didn't quite like i had to start restart rogue legacy because it was just like okay i found i actually really like using the spells and like items and when i get them i'd like to have more mana but now i can't afford the more mana thing huh that's so Um, interesting like one that that you actually lose that element like like i know that they're basically trying to like fix the bit of permadeath where it's like kind of annoying to restart like i thought Mm -hmm. that was always the biggest advantage of rogue legacy is like oh yeah you know like you're building over time no matter what well it can be a problem of uh if you like i said each upgrade becomes more expensive so if you Mm -hmm. don't do progressively well like the money you get you lose all of the money when you go into the castle so there is the component of it basically be like you lose all your experience points to spend. So uh, each run, you need to be doing better each run to get more experience points to buy the better upgrades. Uh, and that can be difficult if you didn't get the upgrades to like get more money or get cheaper discounts and stuff like that. Huh. So uh, so instead of being like a pure roguelike, it's like a twist on the rogue concept. Yeah, because okay. it does have procedural gener- uh, procedurally generated dungeons. Your character is procedurally generated where you get, I think we said, we, you get to pick three ancestors and the, their stats are random. Mm-hmm. But there is this concept of you are building up a character like stat thing overall. Yeah. Um, I see. Like you, FTL you can... does it really well because you get ships and that's basically like, this is just your starting loadout. Binding of Isaac just adds more items to the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh Dead Cells does the same thing where you actually... Dead Cells, I think, is actually a better example of that where it's kind of like Binding of Isaac where you just unlock more items, but you level... But you essentially level them up. Like, you get a cell and you have to spend all of them. So you will always be making progress every run. Ah, cool. Nice. So, so gentlemen, uh, we are, we're about an hour in and I'm thinking it might be time for our design club section. Would y'all be ready? 
are you ready to design a roguelike? Oh yeah, let's do it. Roguelike time, yeah! Oh man, I had so much more, but alright. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry. Sorry, Adam. Would, would choosing the theme of our team roguelike help you, help you overcome your sadness? Mm, I suppose. Okay, well, Adam... Adam, you know, you can go classic mythical, you can go space, uh, you can go anime, you can make an anime roguelike. Oh man, oh, let's go <laughs> what? super hardcore anime. What? Oh god, uh, we're going... Why uh, did I no. say... Oh, actually, you know, I'm kind of okay with it. Anim- I, just... I mean, there hasn't been an anime roguelike, as far as I remember. I, there must I, be, though. I'm sure there has been, but not one that is so anime, it becomes it becomes ridiculous. What about... Hear me out here, hear me out here, hear me out here. A anime high school roguelike. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Procedurally generated class schedules. What have uh-huh. you done? Now, is it a procedure-generated schedule, or is it a procedure-generated high school layout? A procedurally-generated high school la- layout with a procedurally-generated type of student you are, different priorities, procedurally-generated class schedule, so, you know, every run, you never know where you're supposed to be kicking off to or what's the most important class for you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so- okay, so wait, 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 wait. Is, is every day... Wait a second. Every day is another high school... <gasps> like every you know day what? it resets it's the next it like life progresses the next day happens but the high school reconfigures itself every day huh. and you have to figure out where your classes are you have to figure out who your student who the students are you have to avoid just, your bullies you have to avoid your bullies you gotta avoid the bully so okay so are we gonna have like a consistent like cast of characters that are always at this school no i i we probably well mm. let's see and then well in the same way that there are like there's always cobbleds in the dungeon oh uh, I, that i could see i thought you meant like like you have jim the bully and jake the jock and you know francis well those the, are those would the, be like your student. bosses yeah those, those would be, be like your bosses in uh in binding of isaac you know mm-hmm. you get to the okay hold up i just got this okay so each each floor is is essentially a new like themed around a new class so okay. let's say you go to the floor that's themed around gym okay. so you have all these kids who are throwing like dodgeballs and stuff at you and you got to dodge those and you got people trying to pull pranks and drop erasers on your head okay and then you finally make it to the gym auditorium where you have to fight um uh what's a really generic anime biff. name biff no biff, biff is not biff. anime biff. ryuko ryuko Biffson is Biffson. here. Biffson, he alright. He is the gym bully, and you have to fight him. Mm-hmm. And then when you beat him, you go to, like, the next class or something. I like all it. Right. I like okay, it. Wait, okay, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. But, okay, so why don't we do it so that, like, every time, every day you go to school, you look at your schedule, and it gives you, like, a schedule of classes to tell you, mm-hmm. like, here's the order of levels. Right. Yeah. Okay, I like so that. Would the basically, the so if we say, like... How many days we do? And I think, like, they have a six-day school week. It's, like, Monday through yeah, Saturday. Okay. Six-day so school week. Each week, each day, you... Okay, so you go to the school. Mm-hmm. It's Monday. And you look at your schedule, and it's random. And that tells you that you have, like, so many floors, each themed this way. Mm-hmm. And if you beat all of them, you successfully complete that day. Mm-hmm. But if you die, 
do you then just start like is that it or do you keep you proceed to the next day i okay, think so i think i think you fail that day and you just move on to the next one and i, I think, think the game keeps track of your successes and failures as you go so then how do you fail a, cool if it's like how do you fail a run then oh is it that you your okay. every day gets calculated and then your grade decides if you get to go to the next the next school or not and then like there's like a there's that, like a, oh okay, a college and then like a grad school and then a like master's or whatever program phd i don't Drew, know wait 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 but there's, there's some feels bad in here and that if you can win and lose days you kind of got like like what happens if you're stuck well, and you well, can't so, you can't get to college? Well, then then we well, that's that's mm. it that's the end of a run. Okay, that's so, the end. Yeah, of the run. got it. That's, so Drew, that's how permadeath works. Drew, you gave me an idea. Okay, mm-hmm. so you get to you get to school and it's it's uh, and by the way, I'm imagining like this playing out a lot like Binding of Isaac, where but very anime style kind of thing. So top down, mm-hmm. like you moving around, maybe mm-hmm. fighting people and whatnot. Okay. I almost uh, want to imagine it to be like a quiz game sometimes. This is like it switches to quiz game on occasion to just be like, "Hey, answer this could, question." It could be a mini game like, within the top down. Like you could be playing, and then you'll run into a teacher, and a teacher will have a quiz for you, and you have to yeah. go into the quiz. Like you'll have you'll have randomly you generated can, quizzes based off. You of can topics. answer quiz or combat. <laughs> <laughs> answer the question or fight your teacher. Okay, oh so God. here's the thing. So. You get to school on Monday, and here's your schedule, right? Right. And you have all the classes you got to hit. And yeah. as you go through each one, if you're able to complete that floor or complete that class, you get so many grades. If you fail a class, you get booted out, and you go into the next school day. Mm-hmm. At the end of the week, the guy, like some college advisor, is like, "Hey, man, how are your grades? Do you get to proceed to college? And what version of college do you get to go to? Depends Ooh. on your grades." Mm-hmm. And Drew, this would be like equivalent of beating mom and then going to the next the next layer in binding of isaac oh i like that mm. i do like that indeed i i think so there should be can ways you choose you can... to to a, like if you can't get into the top college can you mm. abort your run well i think what uh, would happen is naturally you would either be you would either be passing your classes and you would just go to the next level or you would be failing them and over time you could just like fail like insta fail like the entire game like you would never get into a point where your grades are bad so you won't progress like you'll either just have like really shitty grades or good enough grades and the like the uh, level the bar necess- like you'll have a gpa that you need to hit okay I was going to say, it might be something like you have to keep your, you have to like survive the school and keep your grades up. Yeah. Uh, to pat, like, it's because like each, cl- like each class or floor you clear, you get so many points. If you clear the whole thing, you get like a bunch of bonus points. I like that. I like that. Uh, so it's sort I, of like, I think it's sort of like school... a roguelike inside of a roguelike. Kinda? It's got some nice layered quality to it. And I mean, well, cause the way I'm thinking about this is like at the end on Saturday, it's either you have the good enough grades to keep going or you don't get into college and that's it. The game's, the run's over. Good point. I, Good point. I mm-hmm. guess we could have this uh, thing of like, hey, if your individual day classes are too low, you eventually just get kicked out and the run ends like prematurely. That's how I like, was thinking of a... it. Like there would always be a way you could just like instantly fuck up and like the round, the the thing would reset. Yeah. Like I, like you I will go say, in, fail will... class one. That's it. You're done. But if you beat class one and go to day two, well, maybe you can keep going if you, you really. Yeah, that's what it is. Day. You need to have a consistently okay GPA. Like if you ever go below that point, 
then you're done. And that would happen if you failed your first class and then you just, you're below. If you pass your first class, fail your second, then, you know, maybe it counts, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I could see that working. I will say that I think our I high like school, this idea. I think you guys sc- have, like, I just like this idea that you could be walking around of, uh, Mr. Uh, Takahashi-san, uh, answer this question. No, I'm going to fight you instead. <laughs> you know what? No, I want that because this is an anime high school. Maybe it's an anime fighting high school. Wait. <gasps> yes. No, it, yes. it is an anime fighting magical high school. Yes. Well, I'm thinking like yes! weird like Tower of Tartarus level stuff here. Uh, maybe not Tower of Tartarus. Maybe not that oh, far. Man. That's, that's so a little I'm, dark, Adam. I'm thinking Tower, Tower of Tartarus. Tower of Tartarus. It's a biblical thing. It's just an anime thing. No, there's there's an anime tar- Tower of Tartarus. Okay. No, okay. no, that's Persona 3. That's, that is Persona 3. It, it's like, the high school has become this imaginable tower, and I'm just thinking like, oh man, that'd be kind of, that's a cool visualization of each floor being a uh, a class. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, oh, we, yeah. we've got our we've got our, our system to keep our high school kid alive. I, I feel like we're lacking some anime, though. I feel like we need to anime it up somehow. I just don't know how. Okay. Um, other than the theming, obviously. Mm-hmm. obviously, you obviously there needs to be there needs to be. Well, what um, kind of uh, like I'm like what kind, I of... kind of like I know what anime this is aping. It is the like magical like Harry Potter high school anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know they're all basically harem animes, but I don't well, I, was I don't know say... if I want to do full harem here. What kind of items would we find in this magical anime high school? Mm, you would find um, you would find hair gel, and hair Why gel would, would increase all of your stats. Well, as as would hair we, dye. Why, um, okay, hair dye maybe, but hair gel? Why? Listen, because, because have you seen anime, anime hairstyles hair. before? Like their I, hair goes fucking everywhere. Oh right, I get I get Drew. Like you walk in and it's like, oh, you found a hair gel. Not only have all of your stats increased, but your hair looks cool. Side effect, you now leave a trail of hair gel behind you, and if you walk over it, you'll slip and take damage. Yes, Adam. That's exactly the way it should be. Um, Um, Oh, can we... Can we do the anime high school trope thing? You find a piece of toast, and it lets you run faster to class. I didn't know that was a trope, but okay. Why not? You run it with toast in your mouth. No, I've never seen that trope. How have you avoided it? It's like, have you ever seen a high school anime? No, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. I'm such a loser. Damn. That's right. Look at this loser doesn't watch anime. You gotta go. This. You gotta oh, go. No. You gotta go back. Watch your Suzukas and your uh, Sailor Moons. And Sailor. You gotta watch Sailor Moon. Gotta watch Orin High School Club. Okay, uh, I'll get right to uh, that, guys. I'll get right to that. I'm trying to think what else. Um, there's another. There's a lot. I of like ones. this idea mm-hmm. though of you could it like. You get like a, a school crush that'll follow you from like floor yeah. to floor, and if you run into her, it's like a really difficult battle. Oh yeah, definitely that. Gotta have. I that. like it. I like it. Got your like yandere's up in here. It's like, hey. Uh, oh god, the yandere's. Like, or uh, it's like, no, no, please go away. Now, um, but what about? Oh wait, what about the sundere? Because you got the yandere. Can we? Also I feel like these the would be like buffs you pick up in the dungeon. I just don't know what. I just don't know what you're saying anymore. I just don't know the. It I changes. No, but what it'll do is is that love interest character will change depending on the modifier, the random modifier oh. that'll change them. Sometimes okay. they're Sun, sometimes they're Yan. I don't know what that means, though. I don't know what that means, though. Oh, man. He has... 
Oh, Drew, ye- ah, <laughs> Drew, you are a neophyte in the neo in the anime ways. Speaking of neophytes, we gotta have new types in this anime. That's right. Now you suddenly find a Gundam and get your own Gundam armor to fly through the class. Oh, good. So now yeah, this obviously. makes sense. Actually, no. that's what I want. I want there to be giant robot modifiers of some in kind. My, can find in my Nexus. head, in my head, this game is playing a lot like Binding of Isaac with like the random teacher. So like you have all of the generic high school characters running at you trying to attack you, but like you're like fending them off with like maybe your notebook or a backpack or something like that. Like, no, get yeah. away from me. Yeah. I'm just oh, trying yeah. to go to class, you assholes. I like it. And maybe you can have like a <laughs> rival system. Like if you beat one back enough, they just like start to really follow you and try to like teach you at your GPA. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you make it to the class and it's not the teacher you find. It's your rival who says, ah, Takahashi-san, I knew you'd be here. This Adam. time I'll beat you at wood carving class. <laughs> Adam, that's the oh exit exam to get to the next stage, the next like college or whatever have you. You have to beat your rival. Oh, wait, wait. What is that? Wait a second. So, some section of the game has to simulate going to cram school, obviously. I see. That could be like a, uh, well, that could be like a special room that you find. Because, like, Binding of Isaac yeah. and a lot of the other ones, like, Binding of Isaac especially has these rooms that are, like, just combat rooms. That could be cram school. You go in. Oh, God. Like, you just walk into this room. Uh, you just walk into the classroom. It's like, hi, welcome to cram school. Like, what? I, but my grades were good enough. Like, no, fight all these people to get your GPA back up. Or you get kicked out of school. I don't think that'd be cool. A, I think be, I think cram I'd school like. is more like a uh, like everybody does it. I think that's just a random room that you end up in. Well, no, no. Mm. What I, like I was saying for the game, it'd just be like a random room. But like cram school, oh, okay. I think you volunteer into. You don't have to go to it. No, no, I, I know if that. You're, I know. If oh, here we go. So your grades are falling, right? And mm-hmm. you go into the and it says, "Hey, your grades are. You're about to get kicked out. Do you want to go take a level of cram school?" And you can to boost your grades back up, but it's really difficult, so you might fail, and your grades might go down even more. Oh, no. I like it. I like it. Oof. That actually sounds Oof. like a legitimately good game mechanic. Well <laughs> it's done. Kind of like a comeback mechanic there. <laughs> yeah, it's well got done. this like comeback, like like it's it's a double or nothing mechanic basically. Yeah, well, you, you gotta mm. buy into it if you're in that position. If you're in that position. All right, folks. I think I think that has. What do we call? What do we call? This this anime high school roguelike. I want to know. Um, Takayashi-san. Takayashi-san. Okay. No, Takayashi-san. I, that was that was a joke. That was a joke. Oh, I know. Uh, what? Fuck. No, you guys might not get that. Just do uh, it. Just say it. Just just follow your heart. My roguelike academia. My yes. My roguelike <laughs> oh my academia. god. <laughs> or maybe just my rogue academia. Something like that. Uh, my no, rogue- I like. <laughs> My Rogue Academia sounds really good. I'm for yeah, it. Yeah, My Rogue Academia. I'm down for this okay. as well. Okay. My Rogue Academia. Oh. Produced by Adam, Zach, and Drew. The greatest of games in the world. We did it. I am so Yay. proud. I am so happy. <laughs> uh, all right. Is it, right. it pour-outs? Does anyone have any pour-outs? Is it pour-out time? Um, I'm going to pour out for this giant list of notes I wrote about this podcast. But still haven't gotten through. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. sorry, Adam. Uh, I'm gonna pour one out for uh, "Don't Starve," which is a fan. Well, that's more of a toast. More a toast to "Don't Starve." That's a fantastic roguelike. Mm. Uh, and a toast to "Risk of Rain." That's also a really good one. I like it. I I have a toast. I would like to toast. 
Dennis Richter or Richer or whatever his last name is. Uh, Dennis Ritchie. Dennis Ritchie, uh, creator of the C programming language, who has this really fun quote about Rogue, the original Rogue. Uh, Apparently, it wastes more CPU than anything in history, and he really (laughs) got a kick out of it. Apparently, like, when they actually popped uh, Rogue onto the Berkeley servers, like, it, like, ate up so much CPU because so many people were playing it, and he just, like, he, like... It, like he had a giggle out of it. It was like a joke to him that this was a thing that was happening. That this is what his wonderful computer system was being used for. So I toast to him because mm. he's a snarky bastard. Yeah, good toasting. Um, um, I'm gonna. I don't know if I got any toast power ads. I guess. Um, uh, I gotta pour you one know? out. So so a friend of mine reminded me that my hacker name isn't actually Z Tank. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna pour one out for my actual hacker name. Bugged Uh-oh. coder. Just Bugged coder. Bugged coder. Yes. Ah, I like it. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Yep. All right. Well then, well, then on that right. note, is it time for a lesson of the day? I want this lesson to be procedurally generated. <laughs> I don't know if I can do procedural generated for you, can but you randomly I can. Generate it? Can you randomly generate it? All right. Uh, random word generator. Let's do this. I'm so excited. <laughs> Random word generator could give us anything. Can I get me? Here we go. Um, okay. Whew. All right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do one, two random words. All right, I got it. Hey there, everybody. It's time now for your randomly generated lesson of the day. Today's lesson is free will is very important, but it's also difficult if you know what's going on and that's the lesson of the day thanks everybody wow i think that's actually like the first like real lesson of the day we've had (laughs) like fuck that's that's really good it's some deep shit that i generated from free will and difficult well that's beautiful thank you should we do this every week apparently Uh, y'all liked it i i'm in favor of more of these random ass like uh lessons of the week but you follow your heart on this one my heart is following maybe next time we'll throw the words of our uh of our topic in there and see what we get (laughs) well okay well uh thank you so much listeners um you're wonderful people uh we're glad that you're listening to us uh if you like us then by all means uh spread the news tell your friends share on the social medias follow us on the facebooks and the twitters um next week we will be going over underwater levels so if you got anything that you want to send our way before we do that you can always reach us at team at gmail.com that's team n-i-t-w-i-c at gmail.com music this week is by pro leader as it tends to be uh that is i think that's it anyone got anything else or... make sure you guys bring a swimsuit for next episode i'm gonna yeah. go gonna go swimming Swim swam. Yeah. Swim swam. Make sure All you're right. ready for the lake or the ocean or the sea or the river. Whatever. Bring body some of sunscreen. Water. You don't want to get burned out there. Yeah, you gotta yeah, bring your sunscreen. Definitely remember the sunscreen. And an umbrella. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well it's not entirely beach time. It's mostly just water time. Well, I mean there's there's gonna be a beach. Well unless it's a lake. Unless it's a lake, yeah. Well I mean there are, but there's beaches on lakes. There's beaches okay, there's beaches on lakes. I agree with you there. 
You know what? This is heated discussion. Add, uh, this preview. This is a taste of next week. This is a taste <laughs> of next week. But you don't get that this week, listener. This is a wonderful you preview. Will wait. This is some early access for next week's podcast. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good talking to you.